Good morning. Yeah, it's good to see so many of you here, despite you know it being the um, weekend before Chinese New Year. Yeah, uh, I want to say hello and I want to say welcome to our family in um, India, in KK, in Kuching, and in Penang as well. I know a big group. You know, there's a big group in Penang. Yeah, worshiping together with us. Yeah. Before I start my sharing. I want to just ask us a question. What is your favorite? I think if you see the topic, you will know, you can fill in the blanks, right? What is your favorite drink? Is it coffee, teh tarik, like my husband, teh tarik addict? Is it coke, I bandung, green tea for those who are, you know, um, want to stay healthy? AW root beer float. Coconut water. What is your favorite drink? Come, church, shout it out. Come on. Shout it out. <laughs> What's your favorite drink? Tian Hao. Coffee. Christine. Tia. Tetare. Okay. Master Padi. <laughs> that is why I listed it here. Okay. What about Brother Ayas? O orange juice. Okay, Brother Frankie? Orange <laughs> juice. Okay, so that has taken two. All right. Well, for me, one of man's greatest creation is the A&W Roots Beer Float. Okay? That's my favorite. Okay? It is really out of this world. Yes. You know, on a very, very hot day, I would just crave for a root. But it has to be A&W Roots Beer, huh? not any other root beer, Okay? Yeah, I would just crave for this, okay, even though I'm not a, you know, I'm not a cold drink person. The, the water in our refrigerator is, is kept specially for visitors, okay? Because none of us, like Pastor Stephen, he just put his hand up, because none of us drink ice water at home, okay? So it's just reserved for visitors. All right, coming back to my favourite drink, okay, the root beer float. Does it really quench my thirst uh, on a very hot day? Since I'm standing here, I need to be very honest, right? Okay, it doesn't really quench my thirst because it is sweet, you know, it is sweet. After gulping down that, you know, that cup, I still need a cup of plain water to wash down that sweetness. And then, my thirst is quenched, okay? Yeah. It's completely quenched, lah, okay? After that root beer, it is maybe about 70% quenched. But after that plain, refreshing water, it is totally quenched. I no longer feel thirsty. Alright? When we look at our lives today, we all have our needs, our longings, our desires, you know, our yearnings for, for, for things in our lives, goals that we set in our life. A survey was done by Forbes and... The key question was, what do you desire? What do you want most in your life? Okay, you want to guess what the top three are? Anyone from the floor? Top three. Happiness, money, and freedom. Okay? But I, what I would like to add a few more to that list. Okay? What is it in the world that we, that people alike, believers, non-believers alike? 
pre-believers alike, okay? What is it that we are thirsty for today? Is it a good career? Is it a, you know, is it um, um, relationships? Are we looking for uh, success in life, recognition in life? What is it that we are all thirsting for today? And I want to just say this, all of us thirst for different things at, you know, during different seasons of your life. When you're a teenager, you, you yearn for something. When you're a working, young working adult, you yearn for something. When you're older in your life, you thirst for something else, right? So we all have these needs at different points of our life. Yeah. And how many times would you have thought that, okay, if I continue chasing this, it would satisfy me. But it doesn't. It doesn't. All right? The more money you make, the more money you want because you think, oh, it's not enough. Okay, I think I need to make more. One degree is not enough. Masters. Okay, everyone has a bachelor's today. I want a master's. Oh, now you say, everyone has an MBA. I think I need a PhD. Yeah, it is never ending. It is never ending. Okay? It's never ending. And what I want to say is that these things enslave us. Instead of it satisfying, you know, it doesn't really satisfy us. It actually enslaves us. It actually enslaves us. All right? Now, I want to just digress a little bit. We are talking about all these things, and I want to just share a little bit on substitutes. You know, today, in a world of the consumerism world, we are really spoiled for choices. Okay? If you're allergic to dairy, there is oat milk. There is almond milk. Okay? And if you can't take gluten, you have the gluten-free flour to bake your cakes. All right? And if you can't take sugar, that's stevia, that's equal. You name it. It's all of it. All these things are there in the market for you, all right? But I want to ask you, have you tried a cake that has been baked, you know, using coconut flour? It does not taste the same as when you use the wheat flour, right? It, it doesn't taste the same. Why? Because it is a substitute. It is a replacement. Do you know that I, I can't stand stevia? I can't stand stevia. It, has, it leaves a funny aftertaste, you know? It's nothing like the good old brown sugar. Alright? Okay. So these things are just substitutes. They cannot satisfy you because it is not the real thing. It doesn't taste like the real thing. The texture may turn out a little bit different, you know, when you, you know, bake your cake. Because this is not the real thing. Okay, today I have good news for us. If we are thirsty, I'm coming back to the top topic there. Yeah, if we are thirsty and if we are looking at substitutes to fill us, I want to say I'm really sorry. You will never, never, never have that satisfaction. Okay? Jesus promises us this. Anyone who is thirsty come, may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare... Rivers of living water will flow from your heart. This is taken from John 7, verse 38. All right? In an earlier time, in John 4, Jesus offered water as well. Okay, Jesus offered water when he encountered this Samaritan woman, an outcast. The Lord threw her this invitation. Now, whoever drinks of this water, the water that, you know, she was holding in a pitcher, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him or her will never thirst. 
but the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water. You see that earlier? It was rivers of water. Now, fountain of water springing up from, uh, springing up into everlasting life. I want to just share with you a little bit. All right? In 1983, this invitation was thrown to me to drink of this, you know, river to drink of this water that would give me eternal life. That was in 1983. Yes, I accepted the Lord and I did everything that was, you know, okay. I, I was very regular in church for 30 years. Um, I served in uh, different ministries. I even served, you know, in a leadership role in an interdenominational organization. Yes, this went on for 30 years and I thought that, okay, I think it's, you know, I'm not doing too badly. Yeah. Um, I came from a church where there was not very much teaching on the working of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, we just continued, you know, we just continued. And when I was a, a very, very early Christian, I had a very unpleasant experience. A very, very unpleasant experience. And from then on, I rejected I rejected the work of the Holy Spirit in me. I rejected this. Alright? And I'm so thankful that in the year 2013, in the year 2013, I told myself, is this all? Uh? I've been a Christian for 20 over years. I go to church, I come back, I serve in you know, Sunday school, I serve in a music ministry. Yeah, you know. Is this all? Uh? You know, it cannot be, right? It cannot be, right? And so, I began asking God, is there, is there more than this? And, I, and somehow, during that time, the Lord softened my heart. And I became so hungry, and I became so hungry, and I said, Lord, yes, I rejected the work of your Holy Spirit for the last 30 years. And I hear of people, I see people whose lives are vibrant, whose lives are so real, so authentic. I want that, Lord. So what I did was, I was so hungry, I tell you. I read, I looked for books, I listened to sermons, you know, about the working of the Holy Spirit in me. Yes, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, yes. But I don't seem to have appropriated this gift that the Lord said, you know, in, in John 7. Alright, so I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, please forgive me. I'm open to you. To work in my life today, you know, please give me a second chance and please remove all these misconceptions that I have had and that had held me bondage for all these years, you know, and I really thank God, I really thank God and in, in the year 2013, the Lord was just so gracious to me, I had an encounter with the Lord in, and there was a time where I, where I learned to say, Lord, I give up, I surrender, I surrender. And, and I admit that it is really empty, la, Lord. It is really empty, yeah. It is just, you know, yeah, I do the mundane thing, but it is really empty. I do not, you know, experience the reality of this verse. Rivers of living water gushing out, you know, and all this. Yeah, so I ask the Lord to come and fill me, to come and fill me with this living water. Only then... I knew the deep, deep, profound meaning of John 7, 38. Yeah? The prerequisite for thirst is you or myself 
wanting something better. Their dissatisfaction must be there. It must be knowing, okay? It must be knowing. You must be desperate. You must be passionate. You must be passionate to say, I don't want this anymore. I, yeah, I cannot live like this anymore. I cannot live like this anymore, okay? The, the thirst, the desperation must be really, really intense. Otherwise, it will never be quenched. Trust me, it will never be quenched. If we are complacent, if we are apathetic, even in denial, to say, I'm okay, I think I'm, I'm a little bit better than even the average Christian who, you know, who has been even baptized but doesn't even go to church, doesn't serve, I, th I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, I'm okay, compared to, you know, the person next to me. We must want it so desperately. We must pursue it until we get it, all right? And we must admit, we need to admit, Lord, I am really running on empty. I'm really running on empty. There are two precious lessons that I learned, okay, when I read this up. Okay, there are two times when a deer develops tremendous thirst. First, when it is running away from danger. Number two, when he's facing an opponent in a combat. When he's hunted, he will take to the river and he will stay submerged as long as he can hold his breath. That's amazing, right? Then he will swim downstream as not to touch the branches on either side, right? And sometimes he'll stay submerged except for his nose. In a chase on land, he becomes, you know, super tired, super faint, that he now, he longs for that refuge. After chasing, you know, after running, he, he longs. He longs for a refuge. He longs for refreshment. This is the way we are supposed to long, long and long and yearn for the Lord, Okay? Yearn for the Holy Spirit to come and to give us these rivers of living water. Psalm 42, 1 and 2 reads, As the deer pants for streams of water, now I understand why this illustration was used. So my soul pants for you, my God. My soul pants for God, for the living God. If we say that we are serving a living God, then we must look Okay, this is what I'm going to say. Then we must look like people who have life. Sometimes we look so lifeless. Many people today have deep, deep needs and thirst. But they are just too fearful and they are not willing to admit it. They then live in denial and they suppress all these needs, thirst, with all kinds of substitutes that I've just mentioned education, relationships, you name it, okay? You yourself may be experiencing it right now. But this does not make the thirst go away. It must be quenched. Otherwise, you will never live, you will never live a fulfilling life, okay? I ask myself, am I really, if, I'm, if I want to be honest, if, am I really satisfied? Am I filled? Am I truly able to say what John 10.10 10 says? 
I come that you have the abundant life. Am, am, am I honest enough to say that, yes, I have this abundant life in me? Do I dare to say this to my friends, to my neighbours, to my children every day? Yes, I have this abundant life every day, not once in two months, once in half a year. Do I dare to say this every day? Am I f or, or am I feeling really dry, restless, dissatisfied, empty, just like myself and I shared with you? Barren. Church, at this point, at this point, I want us to just take a little bit time, just a short time, telling the Lord what you are thirsty for now, right now, during this point of your life. What are you thirsty for? Just tell the Lord. The Lord understands. The Lord hears you. He never condemns you. Just tell the Lord what you're thirsty for right now. Just take a couple of minutes. Tell the Lord, why do I feel so empty, Lord? I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy with all these activities. I attend church. I'm serving so actively. But why is it, Lord, that I'm feeling so empty? Tell the Lord. Ask Him. Tell Him you want more. Tell Him you want more. More. He has offered you this free gift. He wants to give you purpose and a desire to continually experience this in your life. He doesn't want you to have a parched, barren, dry life. He doesn't want that for you because you are His child. You know that when you're thirsty, and if you go to the wrong source, like what I did, to have a root beer float, it doesn't quench me because that is not the best thirst quencher. It is the plain water. Alright? When we are thirsty, the Lord says, come to me, come to Him. Alright? When you go to Jesus, you get Jesus. You get the person, the Lord Jesus Himself. It's not, you don't get what He offers you. You get the Lord Himself. In totality yeah when we go to the right source that's the Lord Jesus Isaiah says in 58 Isaiah 58 says this in verse 11 that you um, that the Lord will satisfy your needs in a sun scorched land he will strengthen your frame you will be like a well watered garden like a spring whose water never fail Okay, and I want to just say this again: a thirsty soul cannot be a thirsty soul can only can only be quenched by the Lord. I repeat, a thirsty soul can only be quenched by the Lord. All other sources and substitutes, education, money, can only satisfy you temporarily. You may have experienced this. For many of us, we have experienced this. Okay, but at the end of it all, you feel, you feel more empty than you, when you first started. Physical things cannot, physical things 
cannot quench or fill a spiritual thirst or a need. I repeat that. Physical things cannot quench or fill spiritual thirst or a need. We, we must never equate coming to Jesus, you know, as He has invited us, with church attendance, with serving the Lord, or even going through a baptism. We, can, we must never equate this. Yeah? Coming to Jesus means going to church regularly. I'm serving, okay? Oh, or I've, I've gone through a baptism, okay? It is the deep, deep, deep longing and yearning to want to know, to want to know God, to want to know the Holy Spirit, to want to walk, to commune, to allow Him to completely come and take over, to influence you and to minister to you in every area of your life, in every area of your life. It is to say, Lord, I admit that I'm empty. Okay, I'm tired. I'm tired, Lord. I'm tired. And all I want is for you to just come and feel me. Okay, my heart is completely open to you, not just being my Lord, not just being my Lord, but not, sorry, not just being my Saviour, but my Lord. Okay? And you admit, you tell the Lord, I do not always have these dreams of living water gushing through me every day. You know, I, I don't have this, but I want this. This is what you promised me, Lord. It's a continuous flow. It's not intermittent. It is a continuous thing. Tell the Lord, I want more. There must be more than this. There must be more than this. You have to be desperate. You have to be desperate. You need to be desperate. Okay? The more we consciously and intentionally allow Him to come in, to, to invade our lives, the more we find purpose, the more we find fulfillment, satisfaction and peace. And you know, God never, never forces anything on us. He will invade our lives as much as you allow Him to. Yeah? He will invade your life as much. If, you, if your door is this narrow, yeah, this is what you get. If your door is, you know, fully open wide, this is what you get. Complete access. Yeah? But if your door is just a little bit ajar, this is what you will get. So the Lord will never force His way through. Alright? He will never. He will only invade our lives as much as I and for you to you know, allow Him to, the areas of our lives. We often tell our Lord, okay, these are the areas where you are my Lord. But some other areas, are, Lord, you please, you know, just maybe close one eye and I think I can manage, Lord. These are the areas that, yeah, you can be my Lord. But this one one or two areas, Lord, just please, you know, let me handle it. Let, let, let me be in control. Okay? The more we seek the fellowship, the more we pant, you right? The more we will recognize the Spirit's voice. Sometimes we say, how do I hear God? You know, there, 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 there are many people who ask me, how, how do you hear God? I said, you know, I'm not saying it's very easy, but I'm saying that if I do not play my part, I cannot hear God. If I do not spend time with the Lord, if I do not take time to hear Him, you know, through His Word, how can I hear Him? 
and the world is uh, the world is just so noisy today with all the noises bombarding us. How can I hear him? I need to take the first step to want to hear him, right? Like what I said, he will only come in as much as you allow him to. If I'm desperate to hear him, yes, then. I will take time to read the word. I'll take time to pray. I'll take time communing with the Holy Spirit. Then I will hear Him. Okay? We will, the more we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we will know Him. We will experience His leading every day. Not only, um, you know, He is some, something that we know intellectually. This is where we will experience Him, experience the Lord, the Holy Spirit, experientially. Yeah? Experientially. And if we do this, you find that all your assignments will not be difficult. Will not be difficult. Because why? Why? It's, it is because we are not operating with supernatural boldness. It is now that, you know, when the Lord tells you, this is my assignment for you, you would gladly say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You won't say, Lord, that person is better. You know, I can suggest some other names, Lord. You know, I'm just not made for this assignment. I don't think I can. But you would say, yes, Lord, I will obey you. I will obey you. We would then shift our focus to our, from our own fears, insecurities, our own inadequacies. You know, our focus will now be on the Lord's strength, the, the Lord's empowerment because we are acutely aware of His working in us every day. And we know that we have appropriated all the resources that He has given me, so I do not need to fear, right? No longer am I going to be inward-looking and, you know, and think of all the what-ifs. I was like that. Think of all the what-ifs, okay? Now, I can look and say, Lord, I can, I can say, Lord, you launch me out, Lord. You just launch me. You know, for, for me, it's, Lord, I will just avail myself to you. Give me the grace to be obedient. Give, give me the grace to be obedient to you. Yes, give me the grace to be obedient. And, and let me be, be more kingdom-minded, right? And Lord, I want to be fruitful in everything that I do. So church... Open up your hearts and just come in. You know, yearn for this living water. Yearn. Just come and drink. Drink. All right? Just come and drink. Stop drinking all those things that do not quench your thirst. Stop drinking from all the broken cisterns. The more you drink, the more you feel hungry. Come and drink the water that our Lord offers. Okay? Please do not hold back. Please do not hold back. Let go of everything that does not satisfy you at all. We got to be honest with ourselves. We sometimes tell ourselves, it's okay. It's okay to remain like that. It's been how many years? 20 years? 5 years? 5 months? It's, it's okay, Lord. Right? So I want to just challenge you this morning. It is not. I want to just tell you it is not okay. All right, now. I want to just share five points. What happens? What happens when I allow the Lord to come in and when I tell the Lord, Lord, I just want these rivers of living water flowing 
through me every day, okay? Just let me share five things of what will happen if we open up to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to drink. All right, the first point is, the first thing that will happen to us, our harm drums stale, dry and tasteless life now becomes vibrant, passionate, emboldened, refreshing, authentic and real. In everything that we do, when you share the gospel, when you meet people, when you go to the market, when you go to your office, when you go to your colleges, when you, you know, wherever you are, when you meet people, you know, you just have this thing that, you know, cannot, you know, be stopped. You want to just talk about the Lord Jesus. You want to just tell them your testimony. You want to share with them how the Lord has blessed you through the MCO, how, they've pro how the Lord has provided for you. Yeah? You want to just share. You want to just talk about the Lord. Alright? And in, now, in everything that we do, sharing the gospel, sharing your testimony, even serving, now it becomes an adventure. It becomes purposeful. It becomes exciting. It is no longer... Oh, what am I here for, you know? Yeah, my, my life is just so dull. And all the feeling of inadequacies and, you know, just going through the motion and, you know, self-reliance, these things will, trust me, it will dissipate. It will just go off. Okay? And when people look at our lives, they must say, I want this kind of life. I want to be what, you know, she... I, I want what she has. I want what he has. I want this. I'm fed up of my old life. I do not want this life that I'm living. Tasteless. Really tasteless. Dry. I do not want this, but I want something. What she has, I want that. I want what he has. To be able to talk about the Lord so freely. Not being tongue-tied. When people look at us, our lives must be attractive. Our lives must be attractive. Okay? The second point is, we will become a conduit for God's continuous blessings to flow to whom? To others. When I do this, I start sowing intentionally. I start sowing actively into God's kingdom and into the lives of people. You know, once, I was just a sprinkler. Okay, la, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do talk about the Lord once in a way. I was, you know, a sprinkler. You have seen sprinklers, right? It just sprinkles, you know, the garden because it is like, what do you call it? It's like, um, it's, it's like you know, it's, it's not a gush. It's just a sprinkler. Yeah. I do not want to be a sprinkler. <laughs> I don't want to be a sprinkler. The Lord has promised that I will be rivers, not river, rivers. I, I want to be rivers. Yeah, I do not want to be a sprinkler. Okay? I want to bring refreshment. I want to bring nourishment to those who are lost. Otherwise, what am I here for? I'm really, you know, it's a real waste of time. Yeah. I do not want to be a sprinkler. I stop being a sprinkler the moment you ask the Lord, come in and give me this drink. Okay? Your sprinkling becomes a gush. Alright? The third one, we become unstoppable. 
pursuing God's purpose, nothing can stop us from walking in our calling powerfully. Nothing can stop us experiencing victories upon victories, breakthroughs upon uh, breakthroughs in every area of your life. I now discover that my life is indeed the purpose-driven life. Yeah, it is indeed purpose-driven. I don't wake up and say, oh no, another Wednesday, another Saturday. No. When you wake up, you say, Lord, I know there's an assignment for me today. You are there with me. You will go before me. I don't know what to say, but you are going to speak through me. You are? You are going to use me. The gifts that you have given me, yes, it's not going to be kept. It's not, it's not going to be hoarded, but it's going to be used to bless another person, right? So there is this great excitement. You will wake up and say, yes, I am now finally, I'm now living the purpose-driven life, okay? And I am running on God's turbo. I am running on God's turbo. That is when you will be operating in God's supernatural strength. You know, when I look at our sister Cyboy, you know, during the COVID peak period, I tell myself, this is indeed, you know, she is indeed operating on the Lord's supernatural strength. It is indeed. When we have this in us, we will be operating in God's supernatural strength, no longer your own strength, yeah? No longer your own strength. And the fourth, our life, our life would produce much fruit. Not just much fruit, it will produce a lush, lush, L-U-S-H, harvest. Okay? It will produce much fruit and a lush harvest and when i do this god will be glorified that's what john 15 8 says and this fruit that i produce is not a fruit that will rot it is a fruit that is lasting yeah it is lasting it will last for eternity so i want to remind myself today and i'm going to remind us what are we sowing into what are we sowing into we are sowing into you know um, eternal things or are we sowing into temporal things? Do I want to uh, produce fruits that are everlasting, that are eternal, or fruits that will just rot? You know, when I, when I, when I go to the market and I, I, I like buying fruits, you know, like sometimes I, I just leave them too long in the refrigerator and I tell you, it looks really bad. It's mushy and it, you know, yeah, it looks really bad. I do not want to be, you know, like that. Mushy, browning. No. Okay. We want to produce fruit that will last, that will remain. And the last point. If this happens to us, if we hit the invitation... If we say, yes, Lord, I want to drink of you, you know what? We will live in the freedom of being God-pleasers and not man-pleasers. 
You know why? Because everything that you, you do, everything, yeah, you, you, would, you would tell yourself, it is no longer that I really live. You know, this assignment that God gives me, He will use me in my weaknesses. I know that when I'm weak, that is when He's strong. So I do not need to, you know, think, what will He think of me? What will she think of me? As long as the Lord has given me this assignment, I will do it, Lord, because I know that you will empower me. You will give me the strength. You will give me the words to say. So I do not have to be bothered what the others will think. No. As long as my heart is right, I'm obedient to the Lord, I will just do, Lord, what you ask me to do. Okay? And all I want is to just to bring you glory. So church... I want to just, it is really, you know, it is really from the bottom of my heart that I want to say this, Lord, that I want to say this, church, you know, I, I pray, I really pray that you will come and experience this life-changing encounter that I had, you know, just like about um, nine, nine, nine years ago, that, you know, if you have heard him calling you, please do not hold back, all right? And do not say that. I'm too old. My past, is, my past is just too messy. I've strayed for too long. I've strayed too far from you, Lord. Okay, the Lord says, come to Him. He's just waiting to pour His blessings, His healing, and His refreshment upon you. God bless you. <laughs>